All right. So on the line, we have Dina Otrin uh, from, uh, well, she's in Connecticut, and uh, she uh, has quite a resume. So, Dina, if, if you don't mind, why don't you go ahead and tell us exactly what it is that you do. Okay. Um, well, I'm a licensed professional counselor, so I have a private practice in um, Westbrook, Connecticut. And that is my um, kind of full-time job. Um, and then I do some extra things. So I have a website called An Empowered Life. Um, it's at empoweredlife.net where I do some blogging, interviews. Um, I'll run some women's mini retreats through there. Um, I've also been um, blessed to have some opportunities of uh, becoming a published author. So I've co-authored two books um, with other amazing women. And I am doing life coaching with uh, men and women. And um, I also became a certified yoga teacher, and I'm a Reiki 3 certified practitioner. So many things through the years. I got, I got, to, I got to jump on the yoga thing for a second. Mm. <laughs> it's going to sound snarky, but it's not really snarky. Yes. Goat yoga. Um, not, not my thing, but... <laughs> 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 well, no, you know, I, I'll tell you, the only reason why I asked that is because yesterday my daughter and I went and had goat snuggles at a farm. Oh. And we each had a goat. <laughs> and it was. I actually went to a goat farm and made cheese. Well, we kind of made cheese too because I think they milked them after we were done. So. Okay. So, but you know, Good. it was kind of like I, I really I, I felt kin, uh, very, uh, very much a kinship with them because both of us, all we did was eat. So, so let's let, let's get into a couple of topics about things that Absolutely. you do. Um, like, for example, we're, we're smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Uh, I hate to say smack dab in the middle, but I think that's where we're at. I don't think we're certainly not at the beginning, and I don't think we're we're at the end or, 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 or near it. So, one of the things that you you advocate for is self care. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you if you can give us an idea of uh, what's the actual definition of self-care and uh, what, what, why is it important? Okay. Um, an actual definition of self-care is really having mindful intentions in an action uh, towards your own well-being or happiness. So something that's really touching on whether... Um, physical self, emotional self, mental self, or spiritual self. And certainly important is we've got to, you know, we've got to um, replenish and nurture all those sides of us that we are connected to. And the importance is actually through self-care, like amazing things happen in our body. Like it actually helps our nervous system. We can kind of feel like we can rest and restore instead of being always at this heightened space of fight or flight. We actually can relax. And there was this great study by um, Dr. Kristen Neff that noted that self-care actually improves self-compassion. And that is like how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to others, being more kind to ourselves and others, and, how, and just being less self-critical and self-doubting. And I love that. 
and I, I talk about that, and I work a lot with that with with a lot of women and some men, but a lot of women. For you, me, you have something. It, it, well, for me, it's um, uh, it's hard because uh, you know I'm taking care of the kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To um, I feel guilty for taking uh, time for myself. To I, I mean, I know it's important, but uh, you know, taking time for myself uh, when there's so they there's have other so things many to needs. be right, right. right. Um, but I know it's important that I have to learn how to recharge. I have a six-year-old with ADHD at home. And, okay. um, you know, being in quarantine is horrible for her because, you know, she doesn't get the interaction as much. She, you know, she has cousins that are also quarantining that can come over and stuff like that. But she, she doesn't have an outlet for that energy being cooped up. I mean, she gets to go outside in the yard and stuff like that, but it's not like being able to interact and stuff like that. Uh, um. So, so Dina, what would you say to somebody that, uh, you know, that, that is, you know, basically telling you what Angela is saying, that they have a, they have a child, they feel a little bit guilty about doing something for uh-huh. themselves when their child has so many incredible needs uh, to be taken care of. And of course, you know, most parents, they don't want to sit there and, you know, take care of themselves first before their child. So then there's yeah. that guilt and that I, I, I don't know if I want to go as far as saying self-loathing, but uh, what, what would you say to uh, a person that came to you, a client that came to you with those, those that echoes those same thoughts? Well, it's like so, um, it's such a common thing that I hear. So it's actually one of my three tips that I wanted to share today about self-care and you okay. already brought one forth. And it is definitely that, especially as a parent, and I hear this a lot from women, because um, they tend to be the main um, caretaker, but of course men in, in some families are the main caretaker, or they really share the roles. But I hear this a lot from women, is that they feel um, that it's selfish for them to take time away from their kids, or they feel guilty. So those are part of like two of my tips that I was going to talk about. Um, I think one of the things that is so important is that especially a mother who has to expel all this energy to care for another child, to do all the daily tasks, we have to replenish ourselves somehow. So we have to shift the mindset that it's not um, I need to feel guilty about it or I'm being selfish by doing something for myself. It is we need to shift the mindset that I have to be at my best optimum self. And if I just keep depleting, 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 I am not going to be the best. I am going to get easily stressed out. I'm probably going to maybe yell more. Um, I may have more breakdowns. I may um, kind of shut down. Um, We have to do things to replenish ourselves. And there are so many options. So when you just gave the scenario of like your child, you know, um, being active also, um, I would have you kind of tap into and think about what are some things that you really enjoy and what is something that potentially, like your child can kind of do something on the side similar to you or you could be, um, you know, just taking, even if it's 15 minutes, just for yourself. Because another thing that I really want to stress is self-care is not something that you have to do an hour or two hours a day. It literally, if you have 15 minutes, 
that 15 minutes can be kind of altering the shift. Right. And, and I think so it's really oh, tapping into something that you enjoy. I, th- I think it's different, you know, with every family, too, and every family dynamic. So, like, Angela has Absolutely. one dynamic. And with with me, I mean, you, you, you know what our family dynamic is. And w- the, w- what I feel is my place in the entire yeah. – it is, like, Melissa will go ahead, and she is the mother to her three children. And I am not their father. You know, I try to be their friend, and they know that I'm there, and I'll, be, I'll protect them, you know – you know, as, as much as humanly possible and stuff like that. But I feel like my job basically is there just as a support system for Melissa because she will get frazzled. You know, I mean, you, you've got two yeah. adult children and one almost adult young male. <clears throat> and it's it's bonkers. You know, I mean, and, and she, she goes a little crazy. So so I even feel it on myself, even though I'm not, I mean, really so much for the children, well, maybe Cameron. You know, I mean, I'll 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 talk to, you know, just kind of we'll, we'll have conversations. But I feel like I'm I'm more there for for to be a support system for for Melissa, yeah. more so than the three kids. And I, that probably sounds wrong, but no, actually, I don't no, I don't think it does. Okay. I came into a situation similarly. You know, my daughter and my son are my daughter and my stepson, um, and I came in to my daughter's life when she was two and my stepson when he was like 12 or 13. Um, so I didn't, I didn't come in as their mom and I'm still, I still don't come in as their mom. I'm their, I'm their stepmom. Um, uh, but when you're going into a situation like that, um, right. I, I, I kind of have to tread carefully on, on what the, the child needs really yeah now there's no dina i have another gentleman here who's one of our co-hosts he's been here for i don't know how many three four years now at least paul Paul, his name is paul lash um we call him paul you had one job lash because he does the weather (laughs) but he comes from he comes from the generation before us so like paul what i what i wanted to ask you and maybe dina you can follow up is what was it like in your generation bringing up your son you know, in your daughter, you know, with, did you have the same type of, of, of needs, you know, as far as like self-care or did you not even think about it like they do today? Yes. I mean, I remember growing up, one of the things I always did was I even worked two jobs so I could get my kids what they wanted. You know, we always uh-huh. have a tendency to cater to them, you know. Um, yeah. As you know, we've, we've, I've had issues with some, one of the kids. Um, which I would never push anybody through, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's the same thing you guys are going through today, except it wasn't during the pandemic. Right now, I not, I don't have any kids to worry about. You know, I'm not worried about it because my kids are all grown up. And, you have 14 cats, dude. All right. So, so Dina. Do you see a generational gap uh, in, you know, say like Paul, who's 75 now? All right. And, you know. And, Man, you look and good for 75, does, sir. does, doesn't he? He looks awesome. 70, see? Wow. There you go. Do, do, you, do you see a, or do you hear a, a lot of generational differences, like when it comes to self-care and what, what, what people actually think self-care is? Well, what comes to mind for me more is that if I think back 
um, generations, I feel there was more connectedness within the communities and within the neighborhoods and within the individuals. So people were, like, going to each other's houses. The adults were getting together more, maybe playing cards or doing things. And, and I feel like there's a disconnect. Even people sometimes don't even know their neighbors. And I that's feel so that there's true, a little yeah. bit more isolation and more alone. And that's where self-care, I think, has even risen up more. Because I think self-care was happening on a different level back then, but it was never called self-care. Um, I feel like now everybody's so busy, like, taking their kids to this activity and this activity, and there's three kids in three different places. Like, there's, I feel like there's a lot more stress. And I can tell you with even some of the kids that I will see in my office, whether middle school or high school, they also feel like there's a lot of stress. And through the years, I've seen a lot of increase of anxiety and depression that, you know, 10 years ago, I wasn't seeing. Yeah, I'd like to just say one thing. that I, You're absolutely correct. The one thing that I remember when I was much younger is that it would be nothing new for us to go next door and have dinner with our people next door. Yeah. Have a pool together. We, you know, we, we have one person would have a pool. We always go with the pool together. It was always having fun with fun with your neighbor. And yes, and that yeah. was yeah. self care. That was interacting with people. That oh, was yeah. connecting. That was nourishing, like your soul, nourishing the social part of you. Yeah. You know, people would talk about their stress of the week or day and be able to get it off their chest. You know, that just isn't so easy yeah. right now. Back then, too, a lot of the women didn't work. It was really one, yes. the male went to work and the, the woman stayed home. And, you know. Society right. has just so changed. So that was yeah. a whole different shift yeah. also yeah. in yeah. society. Yeah. And this is going to sound really stupid. We're talking about, you know, like with your neighbors and stuff like that. You know how like yeah. they, they would be your friends or even your best friends, the people you'd, you'd grill together or play cards. You know, that, that was always depicted on TV as well, too. Absolutely. You know, look, 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 at, look at the Flintstones for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or or even uh, um, the honeymooners were were Flintstones were were yeah. based yeah. off of that, but just about every every show, you know, the neighbor was every show had their best friend couple. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. see that as much anymore. No, you don't. No. Or so I think that that's a huge shift where self care has even come into play, and then I think that there's just a lot more stress in society, and there's a lot more stress at this moment where I think people need to tap into self-care of whatever they need. And I feel everybody's need is going to be different. So I feel like you really have to lean in to, like, listen to your body. Like, what do you need? What are you craving? Like, listen to your intuition. Lean into your heart. What do you need? So what what kind of things, like, like for example, as far as self-care is concerned? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? Like, if you have a, you, you have somebody in front of you, you're talking about yes. self care. I mean, there there are different types of self care, obviously, yes. mm-hmm. right? And could you go through those and and how they're yes, beneficial I'd be to? Happy sure. To. Yeah. Now, I kind of broke self care options down in like kind of my own categories. So we'll kind of just briefly go through. Um, so when I have self care that has like a physical aspect where you're nourishing your body and you're relaxing and restoring. So to me, that self-care for the physical body, believe it or not, self-care is going to the doctors, taking your medicine, taking your insulin, moving your body, eating healthy, you know, um, meal prep for the week, doing things that are nourishing for your body and self-care, taking care of you physically. 
Um, self-care to relax and restore is reading a book. Um, getting adequate sleep is huge. Um, listening to music, uh, going to the beach, watching a favorite show, fishing, anything that someone finds is relaxing and restoring. I also kind of looked at that there's, like, again, that mental and emotional component for self-care. And to me, that's looking at the inner happiness and the inner peace of someone. And I feel like, you know, obviously any of these things that I talk about can fit into any category, and one may actually fit into several categories, but just to give examples and to break it down a little bit. I think, um, you know, this inner peace and happiness is definitely doing some meditation, some deep breathing. I also feel it's really important to, and, you know, this is another component and another topic, but having really healthy boundaries, um, trusting your intuition, saying no when you want to. What is it? What do you consider? Everything. What do you consider an unhealthy boundary? Unhealthy boundary is one where someone may continue to make you feel less than. Someone may continue to push you to do things that you don't want to do. Um, Someone consistently says things and makes you feel guilty. Someone guilts you into things. Those are some unhealthy boundaries. Like I said, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Yeah, I I know I kind of sidetracked you there, but I was just kind of one of the throw that in there real quick because I was curious yeah and then I also see self-care as being something more spiritual where it's really grounding and centering and connecting to yourself or even higher power and that like yoga again is amazing for that category Um, prayer meditation being out in nature is amazing connection being grounded and centered um, some people find that grounding and centered doing things like journaling and scrapbooking and arts and crafts. And the social aspect of self-care to connect with others and kind of really rejuvenate your soul. You know, spending time with friends and family, having planned events, because unfortunately nowadays everything we have to plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, being social with others in different ways. Um, even sometimes the best we can do is call a friend. Because maybe we can't see them. You know, so I see those things. So, again, self-care can be like connecting to others and rejuvenating ourselves, grounding and centering ourselves, um, giving ourselves inner peace, happiness, relaxation and restoration, and nourishing our body. I mean, there's so many things we can choose from. And that's why I say it's going to be individualized for each person. But you've got to tap into what you enjoy and what you feel is going to be something that is going to work for you. Um, how do you feel about uh, teaching kids um, some kind of m- a mindfulness and like um, an introduction to something like uh, meditation? Um, oh, absolutely. To help them relax or, or focus. Um, yep, it's happening in school systems. I think it's an awesome thing. Um, in fact, oh, I guess just to go along with that is I also had a certification in children's yoga. Oh, wow. Just because I loved the whole aspect of, um, you know, kids getting these skills early yep. so that they can continue to use them as they need them to deal with their stress. We were lucky that when uh, my daughter started kindergarten just this past year that that one of the things that her teacher uh, was teaching them was 
a morning uh, yoga routine, you know, just a small little routine. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And you know what? The kids love it. I would like to be able to do something like that for her at home, even if it's just a couple minutes to kind of uh, teach her to listen to herself and her body. And uh, so you have also now you have now come up with what you can do for yourself also and her simultaneously. Oh wow! Yeah, didn't even think about there it that go. way. Yeah, See? that's why we do these shows, yeah. Angela. I was supposed to be here. <laughs> and like I said, lean in, and it came to you. Like, mm-hmm. with, and yeah. that's the beauty is when we think about things, like our our mind really confuses us, and it like sets all these barriers to why it can't happen. Yep. Well, I can't because my kid. I can't because of this. I can't because of that. But you got to go from heart and gut. And it just comes out, and it just came out beautifully, and you just got yourself, like, a great self-care thing that you can do at home with your child. I tell my clients at home, like, I have a mom with two active little boys, I'm like, put on music and have a dance party. We do do that. Get that energy out, (laughs) and you know what? It's also helping you because you're releasing energy, you're moving, you know, and you feel happy. Yes. I do enjoy a good dance party in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. I mean... You're only limited I'm by what kidding. you're willing to do. I, 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 you know what? I, Angela will do that. I, I know Angela very well. <laughs> the karaoke. Uh, Shrek and uh, Swamp karaoke dance party. <laughs> <laughs> Dina, I really only have one more question for you right now. And okay. I, I mean, there's a million ways we could go with this conversation. On I could talk to her what all it day. Is you do. Yeah. And we didn't even get into your book. You know, oh, or, that or anything could be like another that. time. Okay. <laughs> We'll see. Where can you get your book? I have it on my website. So in empoweredlife.net is my website. I'll have to make sure that um, it's on the website still. I'm going to friend request you right away. Amazon. And it's two books I had the privilege of being a part of. So one book is called uh, Sacred Body Wisdom. And then the second book is Practice wisdom from the downward dog so mm. that is a yoga focus book Ugh. what nothing no you oh like ah. i think it sounds like you're actually like like you just had like I, a, you know i was thinking about an like epiphany or something n- it obviously you know me it's hard sure. for me to focus yeah and um that is very true something like meditation or th- my i would love to be able to do that to be able to so meditating. let me tell you, on my website, also in empoweredlife.net, I've recorded two meditations. Mm-hmm. So it might be cool just to check them out, and they're under a blog about meditation. Okay. I will look that up. Yeah. So the last question I have for you, or the last thing uh, that we, we, you know, we should cover right now is, like, for example, a lot of people are stressed, and they don't even know they're stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, so... What 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 do you what do you do and to to teach people or to make them more aware of their okay. stress and we've already talked about ways that it can we can combat stress, right? But how do people get aware of be it? Be aware, exactly. Um, great question because I think first of all, number one is we really have to just notice how we feel in our body. So if our body, like if our stomach is tight, if we're feeling tense in our chest if we're feeling stressed, like our, we're clenching our teeth, we're mm-hmm. notice our hands are in a, a fist form or we're tight. You know, we have to pay attention to our body because everybody holds stress mm-hmm. in different places. 
So, you know, it's, it's having to take a moment and a breath to really kind of acknowledge where we are in our body. The second thing that I think is so important is when we are stressed, we're more negative to ourselves and our thinking, and we have more of that inner critic going on in our thoughts. And I work a lot with people with this, is helping to kind of reframe their negative self-talk or their inner critic. So paying attention to and becoming more aware of how you talk to yourself is huge because 80% of our thoughts are negative every day. So that's why it is such a challenge and it's work, but it's work that is so worth doing. So paying attention to our thoughts because if we're more stressed, we're going to be more negative and critical. Gotcha. And then also just I think one more is how we are either responding to people or reacting to people. So to me, responding is I'm kind of taking a thought, I'm taking a breath, I'm allowing a thought process, and I'm giving a response. Reacting is I'm having an emotional reaction. That reaction could be physical, that reaction could be verbal, so we need to pay attention to how we are. Are we responding to others or are we reacting to others? Mm-hmm. So I think those are three really good ways to just even start to become aware. How, what are we feeling in our body? What are we thinking and how are we acting and responding or reacting to people? Makes a lot of sense. It definitely yeah. does. Did you, did you pay attention to that? I did. I did, yeah. I can honestly say the beatings at home will not continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a new man. <laughs> oh. Dina, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it was a pleasure. And I, I hope I hope you guys found something as a takeaway from our conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, awesome. I, would, I would love to do this on a, on a regular basis. I would love that. That would be super fun. You could be our resident expert right. on self-care. There you go. So also, Have you know, just give sending us... sending questions. Yeah. Yeah, we can get people to send in questions, yeah. you know, to ask, you know, ask to you. So let me ask yeah. you this. Uh, just tell us again, you know, how can they get in touch with you? What's your website? Um, if you want to give the, the, the phone number to, to your, your, uh, your practice, go right ahead. Sure. Sure. So my practice is um, Bayside Counseling. So that is um, BaysideCounseling.net. And the phone number there is 860-399-9500. And um, then the other website is an empoweredlife.net. Got it. All right. Dina, thanks so much. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks, and have a wonderful week. It was so nice you to meet too. you. All right. Bye-bye Take now. Take care. Yep, bye-bye. bye-bye.